we want to welcome Randy to our radio broadcast this morning. Randy's on our long-term residential program, and Randy, we're glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you. Randy, I was just thinking uh, while we were talking before um, we started uh, recording this interview, I was, I think I was working on a weekend, and I think you were, when I first met you or just said, um, introduced myself, I think it was a weekend, and you were doing some assignments in, the, is it the dining room or the kitchen? I couldn't remember. Dining room. In the dining room. That's KA. You were KA, and, and the KAs were responsible for setting up uh, uh, or wipe, cleaning off what the serving units or things like that. Getting ready there? for the uh, resident and staff lunch. Staff lunch. Okay. Very good. So I think that's when I met you. Any idea? I know that's kind of vague. How long you've been on the uh, program at that at that time? So. Um, I got moved there like after the first week or two. Okay. So probably maybe what about 10 weeks ago maybe? Would, would that been that right been around? Is that about the length yeah, of time? Yeah, cuz I was been on there? that for like a month and then I went Okay. over to the CSC building. Okay. So I guess in a couple of months you've been yeah. here then. Is that right? 4 months. 4 months. Okay. So, Kurt, as we were talking a little bit, uh, I was talking with Randy a little bit before the broadcast here. Yeah. I'm always interested in hearing how you heard about the Haven arrest. Um, and maybe you can walk us up uh, before uh, you heard about the Haven arrest. What was going on in your life? I'd been drinking and uh, I'd taken some pills from a friend, some opiates, and I'd overdosed a couple times, was in ICU. And then the last time that I overdosed, I laid unconscious for like two days before anyone found me. And I went to ICU, then I went to rehab in Columbus for short term. And I got out of there, stayed at a hotel, and they were like, we're done helping you. So they found Haven Arrest online, dropped me off here on Saturday. Hmm. Um, what was your thoughts as you were, uh, <laughs> I guess, coming into the to the building? And being brought here, it sounds like a whirlwind of an experience. It was. I was scared. Didn't know what to expect. Never been anywhere like this before. Never been homeless. I pretty much was couch hopping, you know. Well, you grew up in Dover, Ohio. And uh, I know you mentioned that your friend, good friend of yours, uh, she found the place on, on the website. And you were a little bit upset coming here because... You didn't really know what she was doing at that time. Is that correct? Yeah, I was angry. They were trying to help me. They had been trying to help me, and I was getting angry, resentful towards them. I didn't think I needed help. And then the last time I overdosed and I went to rehab, the psychiatrist looked at me and was like, you're an addict. And it kind of hit home. I'm like, maybe I, you know, there is a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, at least you um, took that feedback. Because there's other guys and other people who hear that and people try to help them and might hear, I think you're an addict, but never really take that to heart. I knew I had to take it to heart. I knew I, I shouldn't have survived the last couple of overdoses. Mm. And God was watching over me. That's why I'm still here. Mm. And I was like, I've got to get help. Mm. Well, Randy, if you don't mind, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but a lot going on in your life, even in your childhood. Uh, you shared a couple things about your upbringing and how uh, you were brought up. Do you feel comfortable sharing a little bit about yeah. that? Go ahead. Yeah, my grandparents raised me. Um, 
my biological dad was an alcoholic. He's in prison right now for 13 years for a 17th DUI. Um, my mom was abusive. My stepdad was abusive. My grandparents stepped in. We went to court, went to live with them. I had an uncle that sexually abused me at a young age. Mm. Um, so I was probably a problem child up my whole life, back and forth. Uh, my grandma was a psych nurse, had a nursing home. So she dealt with it pretty well. But then it just kept carrying over. And then once they died in 2012, it just, it's gone downhill. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when we were talking, and I was kind of working backwards a little bit. Um, and I still kind of am because I don't know all that much about you. But you were talking about you had spent some time in Sweden. Correct. And then you... you uh, took some time uh, off uh, because you were homesick. And I said, oh, you're a pretty good family, huh? And <laughs> you told me, who were you homesick for? You were homesick for your... Grandparents. Grandparents, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they were the nurturers then yes. for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so you come to the Haven Rest, and uh, your friend brings you here. You come in on a Saturday, I think you mentioned, right? Correct. Saturday, and, and probably went into the... Day room across the street, Kurt. That's our client service center. Right. That's where our entry point is. Who was the first point of contact at the day room? Do you remember? Keith. So Keith was your, and you sat down and talked to him. And what did he tell you? He told me about the long-term residential program, nine months minimum, longer if need be. Um, and then he said he could set me up with an appointment on Monday with Lee. So then Monday I talked to Lee, and then he sent me over to Jason and Jesse. Mm. Well, you've been on the program, you said, for four months. Has mm-hmm. that been a quick four months? Very quick four months. Okay. Um, what are – and we talked about the work assignments, and, and now you're ironically back uh, having an assignment uh, at the client service center where you first came yeah. into, right? Um, but um, what are you participating in right now in terms of the program? And, not the work assignments, but I mean, as far as uh, classes or uh, we did the activities. classes. Um, Louis does authentic manhood okay. in the evening, which I'm getting a lot out of that. That it's a big eye opener. Yeah, and then just the fellowship among some of the guys, you know, that have been in the same situation. You're not alone out there, and the praying, reading the Bible, is the biggest. I think better than any meds calms the anxiety helps with the depression mm-hmm. and just knowing you're not alone mm-hmm. well you said now Kurt and Randy you graduated from college you got your major was in psychology psychology and you went to Florida and came back um, and did some things back here one of the things that you mentioned to us before the the program here was the reprogramming of your brain uh, you said something about you know, your your brain is almost in an addictive mode. And coming here to the Haven, it's like there's a reprogramming going on. Why don't you talk a little bit what, more about that? I think when you've used for so long, your brain just becomes completely rewired. And I think you got to take a step out, give it time to rewire back. I'm four months clean, and there's still days where you're like, you know, It'd be easy to use, and you've you got to be strong. you got to pray, get through it. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do it alone, you mm-hmm. know, and having fellowship here helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's um, that's enough right there to sort of chew on as advice and wisdom. Uh, you can't do it alone. And um, what, what was the other thing you just said? I just went blank. Uh, reprogramming. Reprogramming the, the yes. mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said in, in four months, that's just kind of getting started and letting it, you know. Start to heal, yeah. To, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one of the things we do know, Kurt and Randy, I mean, we've interviewed many guys on the program. Program is not easy. Uh, it really isn't. Um, I believe this is a time where God directs a person here, and it gives them a great opportunity to reprogram. Uh, being a Christian organization, our hope is is that you know Christ would become the center of their lives. But we also know that can take some time too. Uh, when you're when you have been struggling with addiction for I don't know how many years you've been twenty plus years. So it started at a young age. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. And I don't know if it started with alcohol or whatever, but there's there's a, a way you were living and your brain was getting programmed that I'm going to pretty much live life this way with, with that addiction. Mm-hmm. And we also know, Kurt and Randy, I think you could agree with this, that a lot of times addictions can come out of a lot of things and sometimes it can come out of extreme hurt, extreme pain, mm-hmm. uh, circumstances, environments uh, coming coming out. I don't believe it was something that when you were born you were, you were going to sit there and say, this is what my life was going to be like. No, and you know, they're all like, Addictions a disease. I don't know that. Looking back now, where I'm at now, I don't know that I agree with that. I think it's a lot of life circumstances lead up to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That there's more to the problem that leads to the addiction, and you got to get to the core of it. Right. Well, and, and it's no no respecter of uh, persons or titles or that's right anything like that because you know you uh, as have a degree. Uh, went to school and uh, so obviously high intelligence I don't want to put any pressure on you like you're uh, like super intelligence but yeah I mean you know so but I mean you've um, you know even that though isn't enough to no because I used to lean on find your way I used to lean on the addictions uh, a disease so it was always my crutch oh I have a disease I don't have a disease I mean it's there's a core problem, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. root problem. You know, you got to get to the root of it. Mm-hmm. So I know Randy being here for four months, um, you've said it's, it's kind of going pretty quick. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're starting to learn here in regards to maybe some of the classes, something that maybe has impacted you. Maybe there's somebody uh, on a staff or that, you know, you feel really comfortable uh, going and knocking on the door and, and saying, hey, uh, so-and-so, I, I need to talk. I'm having a hard day. Um, I think all the staff here is pretty good if there's a problem you need to go to. Um, I had some legal problems probably what, about a month ago, and I went to Jason. Before I went to Jason, I went to Ed White. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ed, and he's like, go to Jason. They'll take, you know. He's like, don't worry, you know, it'll be all right. They'll save your room, bring you back to the program. Because I knew I was going to go to jail. I went for five days. Hmm. And uh, they were both really good, Jason and 
Ed White, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and both of those guys, uh, as you know, are were both participants yeah. in, a, in a program here. So yes, um, and it was a really it was my all time best question, and it just went blank. So you're not, <laughs> not going to be able to hear it. Um, but oh, you tell us. You mentioned Randy that you liked authentic manhood. I think you started talking a little bit about. It, but for obviously, there's people listening that. Um, maybe heard that title but don't don't really know what that class entails can you maybe describe some of the things that are talked about in there um it gives like the biblical standpoint on what a man should be um shows you the different ways you know the struggles Mm -hmm. where if you don't follow god's way some of the struggles you'll have through life okay yeah Yeah, probably probably touching on uh, i'm sure creation um, image of God, maybe uh, some things like that. How we're created in the image of God and um, created beings and yeah, other, other things that I'm guessing that now. So, like marriage and children and ah, okay, yes, got it. Yeah, and, and I think that Louis uh, McClatt teaches that. Correct? Yeah, Louis. Yeah, Louis. He's, he's our second shift uh, supervisor. Mm-hmm. Louis's been with us for many years. Mm-hmm. Kind of shows what happens like when there's not a father in the picture, an overbearing mother. Uh, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Which Fa- but you you had both of those. You had yeah yeah, and so hopefully we're hoping that that what's being taught in that class will at least minister to your heart. Yeah, and I can relate to I'm able to pick out some ways like oh i'm this is me this is where i need to change mm-hmm. so very good um yeah and i i think that as you um ask god uh to help uh, change you that he will be faithful to to do that in various um surprising and effective ways uh, yeah too um, circumstances certainly people that you come in contact with and uh, obviously through his word as well so yes. um, so you're on a good good track there um, I honestly don't know uh, maybe just a question for you Randy about the future um, what do you see yourself doing once you're um, completed with the program now I know you may not have the answer for that that's fine too but just wondered if you had any thoughts about that. I think about that, and then I, I when I think about it, a lot of times I'll get hung up on it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Don't, don't go there. Do for now." I'm not quite sure what I'll do. Got it. Well, I believe Randy, the Lord will kind of lead you over time. It's kind of you know we were ta- it's funny because we were talking about going to college, mm-hmm. picking out your major. What do you want to do? Most of us changed our changed, major. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big question at, at 18 and even, you know, coming through some of the things that you have had in your life uh, from such a young age. And now you're here. Think, I really thank the Lord for your friend that brought you here. I know even though you were a little bit upset about it, you've had some time to think about it and know that it was in your best interest yeah. uh, to come to the Haven Arrest to, you know, could I call it a timeout? And, yeah, and, yeah, definite timeout. And to maybe refocus. I used to, th- I used to think of that term as a um, kind of like a kid's yes. timeout. When you say that timeout, I think, I don't know, these are not kids, but but then mm-hmm. I think of sports. Yes. What do you do when when Take momentum shifts in? You know, yep. timeout. And uh, so it it makes sense. Yeah. So we're really glad that you're here. 
Uh, Thank you. And even though you're still kind of working your way through and trying to figure things out, which is totally normal, uh, and you're still wondering, you know, just a lot of things going through your mind, you talked a little bit about those things. Uh, We're glad you're here. And what I want to ask you uh, is how can our listening audience pray for you? Uh, as you go through this program, what kind of prayer requests would you say, I need help in this, or could you pray for this? Um, strength to complete the program, um, the addiction process, healing of that, softening of the heart, forgiving. That's a big one. You know, it's hard to forgive. Mm-hmm. People are like, you got to forgive. And that's one of my questions is, how do you forgive, you know? How do you move past some of the things that's that a great question. That's a great happened. question. Yeah. So tell me one more time so I get this forgiving. Uh, and then what, what are the, what Hardening are the, the heart? Softening the heart. Yep. Softening heart. Okay. And then refocus of the brain, reprogramming of the brain. I'm sure that there are some mornings where, and, and maybe if uh, once you get deeper into the program, some mornings may feel like, you know what, I don't feel like putting up with the struggles today right yeah and and i bet you've got a i bet you have to um tell yourself or remind yourself <laughs> maybe where you come from yeah you know, so and you pray i mean i pray a lot like i'm a bed maker now over in the csc building and i will pray like as i'm making beds you know it's my quiet time it's my time ah. by myself gives you that chant you know that hour that one-on-one time that one-on-one time yep well, very good, Randy. We're really glad that you spent a little time with us. I know our listening audience, we have a nice-sized audience here that will definitely be praying for you, especially in those areas that you mentioned here. And I think Kurt even wrote a few of those down. So I wrote a few of those down to remind myself when we mm-hmm. finish the next segment. I'll yes. repeat those for people to pray. So. Yes. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me.